podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, it's Wednesday, and this is Mike here with the Fin Fans Podcast. With me this afternoon, I am Louis Rigoni. Hello, Dolphins. So, Louis, they uh, made a move. They uh, released uh, Kyle Van Oy. The Dolphins made a move, and they released Van Oy. I yeah, it seems to upset some people. <laughs> you look at it. Well, I mean, last week or the week prior, I think it was last week, right? We talked about it. And I said that Van Oy is probably right at the top of the list because you look at those salaries and he's right at the top there in regard to guys that you just didn't get that productivity out of uh, for the amount of money that he was making. So as far as well, I was... Look, he, he didn't have a terrible season. I don't, I, I don't think we want to leave that impression. He had an average season for himself. Uh, but here's the thing. He was he was the defensive captain, Lou. And, uh, you know, the, the defense did not do well against Buffalo late in the season, did they? No, but, you know, again, I mean, I know he was playing hurt and whatnot, but the bottom line is, Mike, and this is what it boils down to, is he was not worth the money they were paying him. Bottom line, that's it. That's what it boils down to. He can be the captain. He could be the, uh, you know, he could be, he could have a million titles. It doesn't make a difference. If he's not being productive at the price he's being paid, then, you know, he's a casualty. and, And that's the way it is. It's a business. You know, people may get upset about it, but um, I expected it. I mean, he was right. When we talked last week, I said he, he's he got to be right at the top of the list of guys that, that very well may get cut. And uh, lo and behold, he's the first one. <laughs> he's the first one that they tossed off the ship. So who's going to so be second? I have a feeling it's going to be Grant, uh, another decent salary. You know, they're freeing up money. And, uh, you know, some people are looking at it. They're, they're going down the avenue to where they're freeing up money to sign, you know, to trade for Deshaun Watson. Now, I, I'm not in agreement with that. I think that um, they're going to go another route. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, a lot of people are assuming that they're doing it to free up this money for Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's the case. Well, how about you? Well, if they were doing that, they probably would have cut five guys yesterday. Well, I mean, you know, I think they're evaluating everything right now, Mike. It, it's just funny how, you know, Van Oy with a couple of weeks, you know, yet to go here, you know, they uh, they got rid of already. Um, you know, we stay had time, uh, you know, just like some of these other guys that are on the roster. I mean, they didn't do it to Albert Wilson or Hearns or any of these guys yet. Van Oy was the first casualty. So that right. was that was interesting in itself. I think they cut him early out of respect for him and, and to give him, you know, an opportunity to uh, sure uh, mingle. But shouldn't they do that with all of these guys, Mike? I mean, you know, Grant's been with the team for, what, four or five years? I mean, I think they all deserve that sort of respect. Um, and I think that it just comes down to, you know, them trying to figure out how they're going to piece this thing together. But, um, 
you know, again, when you take that much money off the table and put it back, I mean, put it back on the table, I should say, you know, it makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the other thing, Lou, is, you know, what you asked me, why are they waiting on anybody else? Well, it's possible they're talking to their agents and trying to get them to agree to a lower salary or any number of reasons. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. I agree. I agree. Where do we go from here? Hey guys, this is Mike again, uh, breaking in for a second just to ask a favor of you. We would like to request that you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rate the show. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'd very much appreciate it. Thank you. And fins up. <laughs> well, where we go from here is we're going to see more guys. Um, I think, you know, that'll be uh, throw, thrown off the ship, uh -huh. the dolphin ship. I think that come free agency, they're going to make a splash. Um, I don't think you're going to see a ton of guys signed, but I think that they are 110% freeing up money to sign a wide receiver. I've said it all along. They know that it's the biggest um, need. need on this football team. There's some really good, good receivers that are still extremely young that are going to come at a decent price. There's no question about that. but. What they're trying to do right now, I think, is to free up money to get a, you know, not a veteran, sort of speak, receiver, but a guy that's coming off his rookie contract that's going into his prime and is going to be a very productive football player for us going forward. I think that's what their strategy is right now. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a, like I said, it's, it's a need and it's a situation where they don't want to put all their chips on uh, getting the wide receiver that's going to make a difference out of the draft because you don't know how the draft is going to go. Right. Um, you know, you've got guys right out there in front of you right now that you can basically throw money at. You know where they're going to basically slot themselves in regard to the amount of money that they're going to get paid. So you don't roll the dice in the draft. Uh, you basically get a guy to solidify another position on this team that's a definite need. And then again, if if there's a guy available in the draft that you feel strongly about when it comes time for you to draft, you take him as well. You know, they need weapons on that offensive side. And well, uh, you know, Chris Greer has always said his philosophy is to use free agency to fill needs. That mm -hmm. way you have more freedom in the draft to yes. draft the best players available. Yes, absolutely. And that, Mike, that, that's been my way of thinking the whole, you know, the whole time here that, uh, you know, I feel that, you know, I, I hate to say this cause I love the player, but you know, I think Grant is expendable at this point. Um, he is what he is. He's a great return guy, but he's not going to give you a lot out of the receiver position. I think that Wilson and, and Hearns are expendable at this point. I think you can get just as much productivity. Well, you know, out of the big talk is Rowe and uh, McCain. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's a possibility as well. But I think that the guys that we're talking about right now, compared to, say, Rowe and McCain, I think these guys are much more expendable than the two guys you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. I think that... I think that you can replace these guys we're talking about. And I think that Rowan McCain, you're getting rid of your whole, you know, your, your safety tandem back there. You're getting rid of, if you get rid of both of them, 
you, you got two positions that you got to fill there. And um, I thought they did a very solid job last year for the most part. Um, whereas when you look at the other guys we're talking about, Grant uh, left a lot to be desired when he had the opportunity at the wide receiver position. And I'm not necessarily only talking about uh, the balls that were dropped and and those type of plays, we don't know what he was doing on any other play. We don't know if he was getting open, if he was not running the correct patterns. Who knows? The bottom line is, is that he wasn't overly productive uh, in situations that we needed him to be productive in, especially when we were so shorthanded at that position. He just didn't step up. I mean, you know, you look at what Isaiah Ford did last year once once Preston Williams went down, and uh, he made a lot of plays for us down the stretch, not this past season, the season prior. Well, you expected something like that out of Grant, and you, and you just didn't get it. You just didn't get it. You had a catch here, a catch there, a drop here, a drop there. So, you know, you, you start with him, and then you go to Wilson and Hearns, and the team – Won a lot of football games without those two guys on the roster last year. So as far as I'm concerned, they're expendable as well. So um, I think that's a whole different situation in regard to our safeties and and them possibly getting cut. What about backup quarterback? Yeah, I mean, Mike, again. That's a, you know, that's a it, need as well. It, it's, it's a definite need. And, boy, I hope they have a plan in place. I really do because, you know, I – I, I have concerns. We've talked about it over and over again. We need a backup. There's no question about it. We need a safety valve there. And, um, you know, there's – I'll tell you, that quarterback position is so important. I mean, Fitzpatrick obviously is the is the perfect storm there. But, you know, I just don't see it at this point. Um, you know, you would hope that they – you know, you would hope, I should say, that the, the organization is in talks with him and trying any way possible to get him back here next well, week. Well, let's, assu- let's assume he wants to start and he decides not to go here. Who would you target in that case? Oh, uh, man. I mean, that that's so tough, Mike. I mean, you know, <laughs> Trubisky, Trubisky's an interesting guy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, Mike, I'll be honest with you. I know you talked about him last week. I, I don't like him. I just don't. I mean, he's I don't third- love him either. Yeah, I mean he's he's very inconsistent. He's not a guy that I feel uh, you know can with this offense, okay, with the with the talent that we have right now. I don't think that he's a guy that's going to make any difference whatsoever. He had a lot of talent around him in Dallas, and uh, he was he was average at best. Right. And I mean, you, you, Mike, look at their receiving core, right? Look at the running backs they have. I mean, it's not only Zeke, you know, Ezekiel, it's, um, it's Pollard. You know, Pollard was very productive as his backup. I mean, they had a lot of weapons on that, on that offense and he was average at best. So you throw him on this offense and, and what are you going to get out of the guy? Um, you know, there's uh, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, there's just not an awful lot out there. I mean, there just isn't. I mean, Winston's an intriguing guy. Um, he's only 27. I mean, he's still young, but, you know, again, he's just, you know, he goes out there at 90 miles an hour and, you know, makes a lot of mistakes. He makes a lot of great throws, but, you know, the very next drive, he makes a big mistake. I mean, I, I don't they've, know. They've gone after Tyrod Taylor a couple of times. You think they go after him again? I, I hope not. 
<laughs> I really do. I hope not because, I mean, he's 32 years old, Mike. And, yep. and you know, he's another guy that even when he's healthy is is average at best. I mean, there's nobody out there right now that, uh, you know, that overwhelms me per se. I mean, Winston, as I mentioned, is interesting as well as uh, Trubisky because they're young. And sometimes, you know, we've seen it over the course of the last 30 years or so, guys like Jim Plunkett, who, you know, with New England didn't do very well. And then with the Raiders, he won a Super Bowl. So you're, you're talking you know, decades ago. Yeah, we're talking decades ago, but it happens, Mike. You I know, just have to throw that back at you because you threw it at me last week. Yeah. I mean, there's guys. I mean, I'm sure there's other examples. I mean, he comes to mind uh, right off the bat, but there's other examples. I mean, Flutie did very well up in Buffalo after, what, landing in six other places where he just wasn't overly successful. So, I mean, those guys at 27 years old still may have something, you know. Yep. So at what price do they come? The thing is, is that, you know, right now, if I was to look at that list, those would be the two guys that I that are intriguing to me because um, Tua at this point to me is just such a question mark. And if he does fail again next year, and um, you know going forward, if you do sign one of those two guys, they're still extremely young as well. To where you you know you can you can do a little something with them. All the other guys, I think, are what they are. Um, the only reason I'm intrigued by those two is because I think that they, they still have something on the table, uh, to offer compared to all of those other guys. We need a running back. Are you looking for, uh, Aaron Jones to be signed or are you looking for the dolphins to draft their running back? Uh, boy, I'll tell you, Aaron Jones would be a real, real interesting signing, Mike, but I think he's going to come at too high a price tag. Um, you know, I, I think that in the draft, you know, you draft young, you draft a young guy. I talked about this a couple of weeks back to where I think the receiver position, sometimes it takes a few years for the guys to get to where they need to be. And, you know, there's there's three guys on the table right now in regard to the receiver position. Uh, Schuster at 24, Godwin at 25, and John Ross in Cincinnati who would come at even less money at 25 years old. I mean, they're, they're, all three of those guys are very intriguing because they're still extremely young and they have their feet wet uh, in the NFL. Uh, the running back position, I feel that the wear and tear that these guys take, you know, the hits every time they, you know, they carry the football. Um, when they're on their second contract, they're normally not as productive. So I'd like for them to draft a running back um, and go that route and and go the route of receiver and free agency. But I'll tell you, Aaron Jones, I mean, I'd love to have him, but I think that he's going to come at too high a cost um, for us. You know, we're going to have to cut quite a few guys, I think, to bring him on in. Don't you think? Well, I don't know. You know, I, it just depends. I, I really don't know what his what his price tag would be. I don't know what his market value is. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be the highest. He's got to be the highest. Um, the, the top 
uh, running back coming out of the draft. Oh yeah, I year. would think so. I would he, think he's so. got to be. He's got. I mean, not out of the draft, out of free agency. He's got to be. You look at the list. I mean, you get Adrian Peterson. He's thirty six years old. I mean, Aaron Jones is twenty six, and Jamal Williams, their other running back, Mike, who's also very good, is a free agent, and he's twenty six. So you got yep. both of those guys. Yep. Um, a guy that's your old buddy Kenyon Drake is out there. Kenyon Drake is out there, and. Um, you know, he's 27, um, but, you know, Mike, he's been hurt on and off, and um, he didn't have all that all that productive a season in Arizona. I think that team as a whole uh, was, somewhat of a fa- was somewhat of a failure. Uh, with all the talent that you look at on paper with that Arizona team and what they were able to accomplish, um, you know, 500, that, that's, you know, that's not very good. Um, the guy that's interesting among – the running backs who might come at a decent price is Marlon Mack, who had a thousand yard season, not last year, the year prior. And then he got hurt, I think in the first game of the year and he was out for the year. He's only 25 years old. And due to the fact he's coming off of injury, if he passes a physical and looks good, you know, he's a guy that can be really, really productive for you. Now, is he better than, Gaskins, I don't know. That I don't know. I don't know, you know, how how bad the injury was, how he's going to look thereafter. But, you know, as far as depth is concerned on this team, you know, we've got a couple of guys that did a decent job for us. Gaskins did a, a better than decent job for us. So you have a guy in place there that can spell a starter. You know, so we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, you know, running backs you can get in the second round, Mike, that are really, really good running backs. Um, you know, say, but the same thing goes for wide receiver. I don't know what their train, you know, train of thought is. I told you how I feel, how I uh-huh. would go about it. I'd go after the receiver, you know, and then in, in the regard the free agency and draft the running back. That's the route I would go. So, who's your favorite receiver of the ones that you uh, mentioned? Mentioned Godwin. Godwin yeah. is definitely uh, Mike. You look at his numbers, not this past season, the season prior. I mean, they were really, really good. Um, I'm going to try and pull them up here as we're talking. I don't know if you can. It might be quicker for you to do it. Um, but um, you look at the season that he had, and I know this year he had a couple of injuries. He missed a game or two. Um, but I'll tell you what. I mean, I love the guy. And, I mean, he should be getting right into his prime. Um, you know, Tampa this year had to spread the ball around to a lot of different guys as well. I mean, you know, you've got Mike Evans. You know, that that lunatic out of Pittsburgh was there, <laughs> uh, you know, that they brought in. They had two great tight ends. Um, so the ball was spread around quite a bit. But um, you put him opposite Devontae Parker and you have Preston Williams on the field at the same time. And that's a nice uh, threesome there. You know, <laughs> I mean, I think it's a I think it's a good trio of wide receivers. Were you able to pull them up, Mike? No, I, I didn't. Um, I was too busy looking at offensive linemen. Oh, okay. So go ahead. So what do you what are you thinking about offensive linemen there? Well, that was my question to you. What are you thinking about offensive linemen? Because I, I mean, I think I would like to supplement the position, but uh, I don't know. You know how the Dolphins are going to feel about that idea. Uh, maybe they feel they're okay with you know with the investment that they made last year. But I feel like we need a center. Uh, I would like to upgrade Karras now. Whether or not we can do that in free agency or, or the draft, you know that that 
depends on you know how they how they plan on going about attacking it right um i mean listen this is the way i look at the receiver situation mike i mean the uh the the offensive line situation i think that if you look at the ages of those guys and the offensive linemen, I mean, that's fine. I mean, you know, they can be older, more productive at, at an older age, I think, than some of these other positions we're talking about. But, you know, as I look at the list, I mean, they've got a guy here or they had a guy here last year in regard to Karras. I don't know if there's anybody that much better than him that is out there in free agency in regard to the center position. Um, you know, they they have this guy he's worked with two already this you know this past season if there's somebody that's that's a notch or two above and beyond him that's fine but at what price does that come well that's um, the thing yeah that's, you know that's it, again thing. it you know it's it's the thing i mean listen you know we we have got some needs there there's no question um at the other offensive line positions the guard and tackle there's a lot of youth there and um we don't have that at the center position, so I think that you know it, it's it's imperative that we that we draft a center, uh, a young center. It is possible they see Dieter as the answer there. Now I don't necessarily see it that way, but they might. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, he's two years into his career. Yep. Um, you know, we just don't know enough about that. I mean, they would know, and and I'll tell you, you know, the fact that. If they don't go after a center in free agency, then maybe that is the route that they're that they're going. Because I'll tell you, if you go into the season next year and you don't have a center, that's a major problem. If you're, you know, if if they feel the Dieter is a guy that can step in and do the job, great. But I'll tell you what, I'd be very concerned with starting a rookie center with Tua right behind him. Um, you know, that, that would be, I think very, very, uh, it, it wouldn't be the right thing to do. I think that basically if you don't get the, the, the number one and the number two center coming out of the draft this year, then, um, you know, then you're asking for trouble there. You know, you've got to get a rock solid guy there. If you're going to draft one and expect him to start from day one. It's got to be the best center or the second best center in the draft. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, like you said, the the experience matters. It's a need. I mean, at the mm-hmm. guard and tackle position, I think there's there's a lot of youth there. There's some depth. Um, well, not I know they were of- training Dieter for it. So if you're looking yes. to get a half a season out of somebody, I'm sure you can get it out of him. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, no question. Assuming Karras moves on, assuming they don't re-sign him or, or, or keep him. Well, get him back to Godwin, Mike. I pulled his numbers up. So listen to these numbers because they're very interesting. So in 2019, not this past season, the season prior, he had 86 catches for 1,333 yards, averaged 15 and a half yards a a catch, and had nine touchdowns. It's pretty damn good, right? Yep. I mean, those are really, really solid numbers. Uh, This past season, 65 840, 12.9, seven touchdowns. I mean, you know, he was still somewhat productive as far as touchdown catches. Seven yeah, touchdowns, did, did nine any touchdowns. Did receivers have seven touchdowns this year? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Exactly. I mean, 
that season in 2019 was very comparable to what Devontae did in 2019. Right. You know, it was it was it was very close. You know, he he is an extremely, extremely good receiver and Parker's contract is up at the end of next year, correct? Yes. So if you do sign this guy to say a three-year contract, you have Parker's replacement in place already. So it makes all the sense in the world for them to go after this guy. And um, he's my top guy. I hope, you know, he doesn't get franchised. Well, or- that, may, that may happen. What's that? That may happen. Yes, exactly. They very well might. Because, you know, they've got, you know, Antonio Brown, who's up there in age. And, um, you know, the question, Mike, becomes – you know, with that Tampa team is they've they've got a lot of different guys that are free agents. Shaq Barrett's free agent. It just depends on what route they go in regard to who they franchise. I don't know if they could bring all those guys back, but um, it's going to be interesting. But um, that's the way. If he's available, that's the guy. I would he'd he'd be my number one guy in regard to free agencies. In regard to free agents that are out there right now, Godwin be at the top of my list. That goes for every position across the board. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm thinking that, you know, uh, Robinson gets franchised. I'm thinking that he gets uh, franchised. And uh, uh, the pickings at receiver may be not quite as good as everybody thinks they'll be. No, if they start doing that. Exactly. Um, Galladay is another guy that could be franchised. Galladay is, without a question of a doubt, because both of their receivers are free agents um, over in, in Detroit. And uh, they, they're going to wind up losing the older of the two, for the love of God. It, it is my, his name's. I'm in baseball mode right now, Mike. I hate to admit it, but, you know, spring training started and I'm in baseball mode. The football name. <laughs> Football is kind of like on the back burner right now. For the life of me, I can't think of the other receiver's name. But well, well, um, they they actually have uh, four receivers that are free agents. I see here, or five actually. Well, uh, Sanu, Sanu, Marvin, Jones. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is uh-huh. the other one. Marvin Jones is thirty one. Uh, they'll they may very well franchise Galladay, who's four years younger. Um, yep. Yeah, the other guys, uh, Amendola, we've already been down that path, and yeah. uh, Sanu has been all over the place of late. Uh, there's not a lot. You're right. You take those, you know, you take those two guys off the board. You know, you're looking at a John Ross, possibly right. uh, a guy like that that you bring in. You take a shot on him. Past him, a lot of people talking uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, Schuster. I mean, listen. Schuster had somewhat of a down year last year. He became more of a possession receiver. I think we have a couple of those type of guys already. I think that, uh, you know, Godwin can stretch the field a little bit. I think he brings a little bit more to the table than Schuster. So do and I. believe it or not, I think Schuster is going to wind up getting more money than him. And I don't know why, but that's what the talk is. And I don't get it. Um, you know, so we'll see how all that unfolds. Yeah, it should um, be interesting. Now, we need a linebacker. Do we? Well, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, Van Oy, uh, we played on and off without him last year, right? Um, you know, linebacker's a, a position that I hope to God they target in the draft. I mean, son of a gun. We've got to, you know, we've got to get a guy, another player that can just create like Van Ginkle did. And look where we drafted him. You get another guy that's productive like that, and you know it doesn't necessarily have to be as late as Van Ginkle got drafted. But you know, you got two second rounders, you got a third rounder. I mean, you know, 
linebacker-wise, Mike, I mean, is there somebody out there that you like in regard to free agency? Is that why you mentioned that? Well, no. I Well, I mentioned it because they cut Van Oy. I mean, you've got to find somebody to take that spot. You know, the, the problem with Van Oy, you know, he wasn't a bad player, you know, but he could not cover. And uh, I, I think in today's NFL, your linebackers have to be, have some coverability. Right. Young, youth. That's yep. why we need youth. We need youth. We got to get somebody. We got to get somebody. I mean, I'll tell you who's a really decent football. I mean, a guy I like a lot is Milano with Buffalo. Uh-huh. Um I mean, he, you know, he's a guy that's just all, he reminds you of like a Van Ginkle type of player. Um, he'd be an interesting uh, signing. You know, you take him away from Buffalo. Well, he's 27. You, you know, you think Buffalo's going to let him go? I don't know. I mean, you know, age could have, a, I, I don't know. I mean, if I was Buffalo, I'd be re-signing him, but uh-huh. uh, you just don't know. Um, you know, Again, there, there's a lot of guys out there that I think are middle of the road, per se. Um, Raekwon McMillan. Yeah, we don't want Raekwon. There's <laughs> no way. Uh, we don't want him. We've we've been there, done that with him as well. Um, you know, I, I think they have to, they have to draft uh, it, either an edge guy or a linebacker that's just going to, you know, create havoc. You know, just go out there and just blow people up. I mean – you know, linebacker is definitely, as far as I'm concerned, if, you know, if, of course, they keep the two safeties, linebacker is in need. You know, I think the defensive line is is good. You know, it's not great. I mean, could we use a, a young guy there? Absolutely, especially at the edge position. But, you know, linebacker, you know, especially with Van Noy out of the picture right well, now. Well, when they're in the three-man front and you've got uh... – Wilkins, who they moved to end, and you've got Davis in the middle. Right. So I wouldn't say end is a need. Uh, no, I, know, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. right. Maybe it's, outside linebacker is more of a need. Yeah, well, it definitely is, Mike. I mean, on the, that's what I was getting at. On the defensive side, uh, it's definitely the linebacker position. Now, if we cut the two safeties, then you know that creates an issue there as well. But if you're cutting the two safeties, Mike, that means you are – filling another hole somewhere and it could be a Milano that they're going out. Who knows? I mean, you know, you take away to get, you know, you, you take stuff off the team. We talked about that last week. You give a little to get a little. Right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a seesaw situation there, you know, so, um, you know, we're not going to just cut a bunch of guys and not do anything, you know, to leave all these holes. I mean, that's what people have to understand you know, when you, when you talk about this Van Oy cut and you mentioned that people are upset, well, you've got to understand that there's something down the line that they're looking to do that is going to supplement this move. They're right. not going to just get rid of guys just because. So, right. you know, that's the well, way they're going to take that $10 million and put it towards receiver or put it towards linebacker or put it towards cornerback or wherever they decide to put it safety uh, if they cut yep. their two guys exactly. and they feel there's somebody out there that uh you know that they they feel strongly about that could come in and just be you know a, a big time player for us who knows you right know? uh speaking of cornerback uh you know you've, you've got nick needham who was uh playing the slot you've got igbenogany who we really didn't see a whole lot from you know uh, mm-hmm. So that that could turn out to be a need, depending on how they feel about uh, the kid they drafted. Yeah, I mean, 
the, the thing with him, Mike, is this, is that, that we knew he was raw coming in. And I'll tell you what, if, if they <laughs> – if they drop the ball on him, that's a problem. I mean, you know, we've got to expect a lot more out of him going forward. Well, is he ready to play? That's naturally right. the question. Right. Well, I mean, how many years? I mean, and I talked about this too, you know, once he comes off his rookie contract, I mean, we don't want him becoming a very solid football player <laughs> the last to somebody season, else in his last season <laughs> yeah. of his rookie contract and then becomes a great player for somebody else they have to do their job he has to do his job he has to warrant that uh first round pick and he has to be productive next year i mean that that's the bottom line if he's not mike you know you've got two years invested in a guy that you drafted in the first round uh, you know, you're going to have to answer a lot of questions if he's not much more productive on the field going in the next season. I mean, he's going to have a whole off season. He's going to, you know, he's got to learn and he's got to get out there. And if this team is going to go forward, then you got to expect that he's going to be a productive player for us, both him and Needham. So, you know, let's just hope that at that cornerback position with those four guys to start off with, um, you know, there could be another young guy on the horizon, maybe a guy you draft late. I mean, we got Needham as a free agent rookie. Um, and he's, you know, he's been on the roster now and playing, getting a lot of playing time for two years. So you've got a solid four there, I think, you know, past that, you know, I, I don't know. And, um, you know, I think they value, uh, the number one pick and Needham. I, 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 that, that's my opinion. I truly feel that they think that they're pretty solid at that position with those four okay. guys. Well, we don't know what they're going to do at safety. We've really already talked about that. If, if they do decide to move on, then you've got Brandon Jones, who they would probably elevate. Right. And uh, you'd have to find another safety. Do you see a safety in the free agent list that you think they might target? I, I don't. I really don't. Um, you know, I don't know about some of these younger players, Mike, but you look at the you look at the guys in the ages that, you know, that. Well, that's I how mean, it goes, right? That's why that, they're free agents. That's why they're free agents. I mean, you know, Andrews Sandejo, who played for Minnesota, he was with Cleveland. this He's 33 years old. I mean, you know, he was a very solid player at one time, but my goodness, 33. I mean, yeah. You know, there there's some interesting guys out there, um, but, you know, they're a little bit up there in age. Some of the younger guys, I just don't know enough about. I mean, right. I hate to admit that, but right. uh, some of these younger guys that are on this list, I mean, they, they, don't, they don't ring a bell with me, to be honest with you. They're Malik not, Hooker. <laughs> Malik Hooker, yeah. I mean, you know, he's young. He's 25. I mean... I don't know. I really don't. I but mean, he's out. Uh, he's out there, and that to me is a red flag already. You know, that's just the way it works. He uh, may not be though. I mean, he could get franchised. You just don't know. You yeah. really don't. You don't know. Um, you know, th- this is the way I feel about free agency. Okay, I I feel that you you, you fill a few needs. Right. Last year we kind of, I mean, I would say we hit on what about. 50% of our signings, and we signed quite a few, right? You maybe, would say, maybe a little higher. I mean, maybe a little higher. Agba yeah. did a good job, right? Yeah, Lawson did a good job. Lawson did a solid job. Van Noy, uh, probably not worth the money, so you'd put him in the other column. 
Uh, I, I don't know if I would. I, I think I would put him in the first column. I, he, 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 we got a lot of playing time out of him, and he was a starter. Yeah. I mean, he was supposed to be, though, Mike. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to be that type of player, and you know, I think that he, you know, he had yeah, an average. Have, they year. may have overpaid him a little bit, but they a hundred percent. That's what I'm getting at. I yeah. mean, for the productivity, the amount of money that we paid him, uh, yeah, it 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 did it didn't equal out there. Um, so you could go either way. I mean, I'm not saying it was a complete failure. Um, you know, in regard to he the was who he is. You know, I mean, he he gave he gave a season that is uh, equal to his career. You know, so yes, and we like you said, we may have overpaid him to do yep. that. Yep, which is on us more so. It, it's yep. it's on the front office. The um, in regard to the offensive linemen, I mean, you know, Karos and Flowers, uh, they didn't. They didn't. Karras, I would give a passing grade. Flowers, Flowers is a little tougher for me to do that. Yeah, a little, a little bit tough. Landon, Roberts, some of the other guys, they did marginal jobs. So, I mean, you know, it it, it was hit and miss, right? But right. when you look at it and you look at guys that truly, in regard to free agency, on all the money that they spent last year, who who had a big impact on the team? And the question is, uh, I mean, the answer I should say because I just I just asked a question. The the answer to the question is is you know as far as I'm concerned, past Ogba, um, everybody else was either adequate or you know maybe a little bit below what you expected out of them. I right? think Lawson had his moments. They filled needs is what I'm getting mm-hmm. at. Okay. That's 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 the bottom line. In free agency, you fill a few needs and you get by. The draft is the key. They that's have where you to, get your that's where you should be getting your stars. Absolutely. If you're going, this is this is my opinion. If you are going to get if you are going to indulge in the free agent market, damn it, you better go out there and just target one guy maybe two, and just go to town on them, get them in here. I mean, that's the bottom line. Uh, Cleveland did it with Jarvis Landry a couple of years back. I feel that that's who you go after. You get a guy that is going to make a difference week in and week out. Um, You know, these other guys will fill roles here and there, and that's it. But, you know, this year, I think that this team's a lot closer to the playoffs. You have to get an impact player in free agency, and I think that's what they're trying to do by freeing up this money. And then you supplement all these other things with drafting young, young players, a young linebacker, a young running back, um, a young center. You, you go those routes, and um, that's how you build this team up. And, um, and that's the extent of it, you know, plain and simple. You know, I think a lot of these guys on this free agent list, Mike, as you mentioned, are there for a reason. Yep. They're either older or they're injury prone or they're not as productive as the team that drafted them would have liked. Right, exactly. And again, we you know, we gotta we gotta mention the quarterback situation too. Um it, it's such, you know, it's such an important, important position. And um, you know, we were fortunate these last couple of years. You know, we had we had a guy making um what I would say an average amount of money. Yeah. In Fitzpatrick. Yeah. You know, compared to some of these other guys. And boy, I'll tell you what, you know, when you're in the when he, he was in the top ten in productivity, uh, you know, you're getting your money's worth out of him, right? And that's all it boils down to. Um, you know. So 
you know, we were fortunate. Uh, we're going to wind up having to pay more money for a guy that's probably not going to be nearly as productive as he was. Um, and he's going to be a backup, and we're going to wind up spending more money. Well, you know, quarterbacks are worth something, so that, that's how that goes. Uh, you know, if they could keep Fitzpatrick, I'm sure they would have. You know, some people say no because they don't want Tua looking over his shoulder. You know what? If Tua plays well, he won't have to look over his shoulder. Uh, well, that's how I look at that. You I, know, I, I mean, right? And that's 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 great. That's you're exact. You're 110 percent right. If he's doing his job, then who gives a shit as to you know as to as to who's behind them? And I'll tell you what, Mike. I'll even go a step further. Would you rather be looking over your shoulder at a guy that's damn near 40 years old, or would you rather be looking over your shoulder at a guy like Winston? who's 27 or, um, well, that would scare me because he could take my job. Absolutely. You're looking at, you're looking at, or Trubisky, another guy that's very young in age. I mean, so that's neither here nor there. I mean, you know, whether it's Fitzpatrick or one of those two guys or whoever, you know, he shouldn't even be concerned with, with, you know, and people, I mean, that that's ridiculous. I mean, people shouldn't even, He's got to go out there and do his job. Who the hell gives a shit who's playing behind you? Exactly. You know, go out and win your job. Go out and right. play well. Go out and do your job, and you're not going to lose it. And simple you're not going to lose it. It's that simple. I mean, you know. Oh, I think a little and, heat and behind I, you is a good thing, actually. Listen, we have to – everything that we've read, Mike, right, or everything that's been told to us is the fact that he's a hard worker to her, right? Yeah, um, he does all of these things. So wait, that's all we can go on. Me and you don't know him personally. There's not a Dolphin fan out there. I mean, maybe there's a couple that know him personally. <laughs> I'm Who sure knows? somebody I, does, but somebody, we don't. somebody somewhere does, right? But the point of the matter is, is that the average Dolphin fan doesn't know Tua from Jump Street. So all we can go on is what we are told, right? Mm-hmm. And what and what he is presented as, and that is what he's been presented as, right? So. Over the course of this offseason and going into the next season, you would hope that this guy's as prepared as he can possibly be to excel. And that's all that, that's all we need to be concerned with. Now, are his physical capabilities going to not allow him to be the type of football player that everybody expects him to be? That we don't know. But the first part of it, is on him. He has to do everything possible to be ready for next he season. He has to get the mental part down and work out, you know, the physical part. And that's it. That's it. Plain and simple. And that's totally on him in the off season. Uh, well, it looks plain, like he's doing that. I mean, I would give Absolutely. him, uh, Absolutely. I would give him credit for what he's done. Yeah. You know, how he does through training camp. If there is a training camp and the off season programs, if there are off season programs, uh, you know, matter. Yeah, the scouting combine, right, right. They're not right. going to have the scouting combine this year, so that right. uh, that'll hurt them as far as you know uh, the draft metrics and stuff. But I'm sure they'll do private workouts if they if they're allowed, or if not, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I know they'll be doing Zoom meetings with the players, you know, with the young players, and yep. uh, I know there's limits on that as well. But uh, the whole point is. You know, he's got to do his part. The Dolphins have to do their part, uh, make the proper decisions on the proper players. And uh, if they do that, and if he does that, everybody will be in a good position come uh, September. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, right now we've got a very solid football team going forward. Uh, 
you know, we're, we're probably not in the top echelon, but we're getting, we're getting we're in the second you know, tier. We're, we're, we're in this, we're definitely in the second tier and we're damn near a playoff team. I mean, we were right on the edge there. Right. So, um, you know, with quarterback play last year, better quarterback play, we're even that much better and we're probably in the playoffs. So it, it's on him. You know, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's on him. I think the defense is going to be fine next year. I think that, you know, we're going to add some weapons on the offensive side. It's going to fall. A lot's going to fall on him. It's, I mean, either him or whoever the hell the starting quarterback is, whether it be Deshaun Watson or whether it be, uh, you know, a, another quarterback we draft or, a guy that beats him out, who knows? I mean, we don't know what the, you know, what the future holds for us, but, uh, you know, my thinking is, is that it'll be Tua and he's going to have to do the job because this team is right there right now. So we'll, well see. They're right there, but they still have to, they have to improve in spots on offense. Obviously we, we know receiver is one of them. We know running back is one of them. Right. Uh, and we're assuming that that's going to be, we're assuming that they're going to do the right you they know, have to job you know, there and, they and get the right somebody, but right. they have to get the right players is what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. Oh, so, yeah, that, that goes without saying. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, you know, but they are going to, they Mike, listen, anything above and beyond what we have at some positions is, is going to be a it's, step up. Is an upgrade. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And we talked about it last season at the defense. I mean, my God, you remember how bad our DNs were two years back? Yep. Um, and and what an improvement there was by getting the guys in the offensive line, even though you know we talked about Flowers and Karras and some of these guys. I mean, the year before they were pathetic. I they mean, were atrocious. Yes. Oh and and this this line was not, was not good, but it wasn't atrocious. It Nothing wasn't like embarrassing. It, right. right. Absolutely. It was a. It was it, it. They improved. They were much better. It was a step up from what we had the year prior, and yep. you can only expect that going in. You know, they yeah, know, they, they need to make another jump. Absolutely, absolutely. Because yep. we we need to be able to run the ball, and that's really my concern because we haven't been able to do that for a long time. They have to do both, Mike. They have to pass the ball. Too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, my if you can bully people around, you're going to be able to pass the ball. Yes. Yeah. So. You know, that that's my thinking. You know, if you're a good run blocking line, you're probably an adequate pass blocking line. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, I guess we'll uh, probably close the show at this point. Sure. We'll be back next week. Fins up, everybody. Thanks for listening. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Podcast Network.